with something that's kind of fun. I stole this from the preacher. It's a lot more fun and a lot better than me, but I really love starting services like this. So this is called the God's Child Yell. So what you do is you repeat after me, but you do it with a little bit of enthusiasm. It's a heck of a lot more fun. So are you ready? Are you ready? I am God's Child. I am somebody. Because God don't make no jump. Amen. Well, uh, welcome back. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Matt, and I'm the campus minister here at Aggies for Christ. If this is your first time at Aggies for Christ, which it looks like it is for a lot of you, because I see a lot of these faces, Aggies for Christ is this group of individuals that gets together every Wednesday night with the same com common banner flying, and that's this idea that Jesus makes sense. Jesus makes sense. That's something you're going to hear um, from our ministers, you're going to hear from other people that preach. Um, at UCC, our, our main church and AFC, it's just this idea that Jesus makes sense. Jesus makes sense for your life now, like his teachings and his way made sense 2,000 years ago. For your relationships, for your career, for the things you're doing for school, Jesus makes sense. And what AFC wants to be, is AFC wants to be your family. And if you let it, it'll definitely be that. We want you to join small groups. We want you to come on Wednesdays. We want you to come on Sundays. We have a spring retreat in the mountain that, in the mountains that was just unbelievably fun. The AFC wants to be there for you. We have a lounge that you can use throughout the week that has free Wi-Fi and printing and couches. We just, we just want to hang out. Besides just the Wednesday nights and the Sunday mornings, we're a family, and we want you guys to be a part of that. But beyond all of this, beyond all the frills of church and ministry and all this, the thing that we really desire is we want you to know Jesus. We really, really, really want you to know who Jesus is and who he was. And, uh, and to do that, tonight we've already started with a great worship set from our band. I'm super thankful for that. But right now we're going to move into another form of worship, and that's teaching, preaching, and listening. I do believe this could be a time of worship. Um, God deserves at least the next 23 minutes, right? He at least deserves our full attention for the next 23 minutes. So if you will, let's just dive in together, see what God's Word has to say, and worship Him through our listening. Now, to do that, for me to worship him through my preaching, I would appreciate if y'all would pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for this, um, this beautiful day. Um, Las Cruces surprises us sometimes, just the natural beauty and the changing of the seasons. We're so grateful for this place that we live. God, I'm extremely grateful for the people that are here tonight. Lord, on the campus, it says um, pretty much everything um, opposite of your teaching. You have a group of individuals here tonight that want to know more about you and want to grow closer to you. For that, God, I'm extremely thankful. Most of all, all Lord, I'm thankful for your son and what he on the cross for all of us. It's in his name I pray. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. So um, a lot of you in here know me personally. A lot of you know my story, but some of you in here probably don't. So I want to tell you guys a little bit about um, the things that have happened since the last time I preached on this stage last semester. I had like a really awesome... Christmas break. So um, I'm going to have Caitlin help me with a slideshow of what I did over Christmas break, okay? So the first slide here, New York City. I got to go to New York City for the first time. This is a picture I took in a helicopter ride. That's not true. This is, uh, <laughs> this is the New York City skyline. New York City was a culture shock for me. There's a bunch of people. I was small in the Mexico kid, but man, it was so cool. The buildings and the architecture were just so beautiful. And we got to spend a week there with family and friends. It was such a cool trip. Next slide. I watched Star Wars, like most of you probably did. I felt like I was taking part of history when I did that. I mean, it was just something that everybody did, and if you didn't, 
I don't know. It was just, it, it felt like culturally relevant to do so. I feel like one day my grandkids are going to tell me, like, Parents, I'm telling you about the day you watched Star Wars. I'm going to tell them, but then I'm not going to make them watch it because I don't think it's that good. And I know, like, you know, like half of you are going to get up and leave, but it's just, it's not for everyone. It's not for me. So forgive me for I've sinned, but I don't like uh, Star Wars. But anyways, it was cool. I watched it. Um, next slide, this is some lines. I moved houses here in Cruces, no big deal, it was kind of stressful, but now it's cool. I visited Dallas, Texas, another little trip where I got to see a bunch of AFC friends that had grown up, had grown up with here in the ministry. And then the last one, oh, you can go to it. For example, my carport, it has a little bit of a sag in it. There's something wrong. There's some dry rot or some beans that are that are um, not placed right, the foundation maybe on it. I gotta take a look at that. I gotta see what's wrong with that. Now, also I have I wanna get a surround sound in the living room. But what comes first? It has to be something that's structurally important to the house being used. Um, the electrical, the wiring is crazy on that house. It needs updated, needs a little bit of, bit of money spent there. So I need to do that before I put in like one of those shower heads that sprays you from all directions. Like, like taking a shower and a drive-through car wash. Like, yeah, I would love to do that, but it, it can't come first. I have to prioritize things that are structurally important, foundationally important to that house being used so it's safe for us, so it's, uh, so it's useful. The foundation of the home has to be the first thing we check out. And that goes for our faith as well. That goes for our faith as well. So, so this semester, you can go to the next slide. This semester, we're going to be talking about this idea. A sermon series kind of, more like an idea of foundation, the foundations of our faith. 
And I want to do that because I was reading a quote recently from a Christian blogger, and, and, and the quote read like this. Can we go to the next slide? College is not just about preparing for living, but for the totality of your life. College is about preparing for the totality of your life. So the question is, do you believe that? Do you believe at this stage in your life, right now, as a college student or a young adult, do you believe that's as important as this statement would make it sound? I think, I think it is. Now, now, when I came to Mexico State, I, would, I had this idea that I was going to come, I was going to do my thing in college, I was going to get my degree, and then I was going to grow up. Then I was going to be a, a man and get a family and, and be mature, right? But by the grace of God, some godly men around me, some godly families that really took me in, in this ministry and in this church, um, I was formed, I was shaped spiritually, and, and now I, and I believe that I became a man while in school, and I got to prepare myself for things like marriage. Like being a father one day, like a job such as this, because of the time I spent in college preparing my foundation. And so that's what I hope this semester can be for for you, either the start of or the continuation of the building blocks, the foundation of your faith being formed. And so we're going to look at some important areas of our life to do that. So, like for example, after after this sermon, after this sermon tonight, for the next four weeks, we're going to be talking about sex and relationships. Now, I'm going to have another minister that's going to help me preach some of those, uh, some of those talks, but, but a whole entire month spent on something as important as relationships and sex. And so that's what we're going to talk about. Right after that, we're going to talk about money. Some of these things that, that from the outside, anyone might think, like, I got this, but they're foundationally important to have a, 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 root, a root in faith, okay, that they be rooted in faith, so that when we leave in the mess of you, we have a rock-solid foundation on some of these big areas in our lives. We're going to build lives that are pleasing to God, that, he, that he's proud of. And, uh, and I do believe that if we focus on some of these areas, that they will become more prosperous for us. Because I believe that by design, when we do things God's way, things get better for us. I don't think it's just God up there just pointing that finger and saying, no, 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 don't have sex with every single person that crosses your path. I don't think that's God trying to limit us. I think it's God saying, hey, the beauty of a monogamous relationship is worth waiting for. There's, there's beauty in that. There's beauty in, in, in being, uh, having integrity with your job. There's beauty in that. There's beauty in his design. And so that's what we're going to look at. Tonight, uh, if you have your Bible, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. Now, if you don't have your Bible, we, we should probably start bringing it. Let's start doing that. As a ministry, this is something I've lacked on. We need to bring our Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, we have a table in the back with three Bibles. I would love your first place that you got a Bible from to be from Agnes for Christ. So there's one, there's a couple in the back if you want one. If not, you've got it on your phones. And then, last case scenario, we have it up here. So this is from the English Standard Version. This is 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. If you know anything about, if, you, if you've read the Bible, you know anything about the way that God has interacted with man now and in the past. Can we go to the next slide? It looks a little something like this. In the Old Testament, we would say that God was among us. God was among the people, and he would take different forms to do that. He would walk in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. He appeared as a burning bush, a cloud of fire. I mean, he did a lot of different ways that he um, presented himself to us. Now, in the New Testament, we would say God within us. Because of the Holy Spirit, God has decided to make his dwelling place amongst us. And tonight, we're going to talk about a little bit 
of both. Has anybody here heard of the tabernacle? Does anybody know what the tabernacle is? I'm going to read a passage from Exodus 25, 8 through 9. I think it's on the next slide. It reads like this. And let them make me a sanctuary that I might dwell in their midst, exactly as I show you concerning the pattern of the tabernacle and all of its furniture, so you shall make it. So kind of a picture of the tabernacle is the next one. So this is what the tabernacle is going to look like. It's like a traveling worship center, if you will. This is the place where God was going to dwell. Now after that verse, there's 11 chapters that follow that verse and a couple before that talk exactly about how the tabernacle is to be built. I mean, God gets specific. He says, okay, you're going to make a fence post, but you're going to make it out of this type of wood. And you're going to make it this high with this diameter. And you're going to have sheep, you're going to have different animal skins in between it. It's going to be this particular animal. And on the inside, you're going to have curtains, and they're going to be purple curtains. And with the stitching, the stitching is going to be made with gold. And he has all these different, these different furniture items in the tabernacle. He is so incredibly specific. But besides a good history lesson, why does, why does that matter for us? Because we're not in the Old Testament time. God has not restrained himself to one area, so why does it matter? I think it matters because if God's going to dwell in us, it matters that our foundations are important. It matters if, if God's going to live in us, if the tabernacle's going to be in us, our foundations need to be rock solid. Now, one of the most interesting parts of the tabernacle was something called the brazen altar. That's our next picture right there. So this is an altar. This is where um, sacrifices would be made to God. Now, there were different altars in the tabernacle that did different things. So there was an altar for smoke offering. There was an altar for incense offerings. And there was an offering of um, an altar for, for animal sacrifices for stuff like that. Now, what happens is when a sacrifice is made and if God liked it, you go to the next slide, he would say things like, it's like, the Lord smelled the soothing aroma. A soothing memorial uh, aroma as it's a memorial offering to the Lord. It was a burnt offering for a soothing aroma. I counted 20 times just in Leviticus alone that the, that the word soothing aroma were used. So what's happening here is there's a place of worship, it's a tabernacle, and God kind of cares about the sacrifice that's being made there, and it, and it makes him, it makes him pleased. It makes him pleased. Now back to the New Testament, back to where we're at now, this idea of God dwelling within us, we see fragrance as something that matters to God too, but with the fragrance in regards to our lives. Go to the next slide. This is 2 Corinthians 2, 15, says, it goes like this, For we are a fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved, among those who are perished. So we're just trying to make these correlations, right, between the place where God used to dwell to where he dwells now in us. And these offerings and these sacrifices and these aromas that he used to be pleased with to what our lives are standing for now. If our lives are soothing, pleasing aromas to him now. What do we get from this? Where do we go from this? Do we wear deodorant by Giorgio Armani? I, I, think it's, I think it's deeper than that. God wants our lives to be pleasing. I know it sounds, I know it sounds strange, but the idea that we have to get in our head is this idea of God being able to, to, to smell your life almost. To be able to say, like, yeah, I see you at church, and that's great, and I, I see you reading your Bible, but man, that relationship is, stinks. You know, or, or uh, I see you uh, helping that homeless guy, and I see you taking a freshman to coffee, but, but man, you're an alcoholic that stinks. You know, some of these things that God said would say um, aren't as pleasing to him as we might think. Maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a, a habitual sin, oh, that was good. maybe it was a habitual sin 
maybe to job that's not glorifying to God or an area of your life where you're taking you the question. You just gotta be able to have this idea that, that maybe God can sniff that out. The God that searches the heart can sniff out some of these things that otherwise we could hide. Because you know what you can do? You can buy these Christian bracelets, you get a Christian tattoo, you can put that bumper sticker on your car, and you could convince me. You could absolutely 100 percent convince me, like, man, that guy's got it together. Like, man, Caden, like. Dude, solid. What am I like? What if God's smelling something in me where he was like, oh, I'd rather, I'd rather we give that up. If we have these things in our lives, the aroma that we're putting on is not going to be pleasing to God. So we need to be honest with ourselves and evaluate what those might be. And it's because he wants us to live up to this grand design, this grand design that he has for our lives, and things will get better. Now, when you came in tonight, I don't know if most of you saw, it was kind of crowded over there, but there was a big plate of chocolate chip cookies. Did you see them? We made like 120 or something tonight. We, uh, what I tried to do is I tried to make this aroma in this gym, but this gym is so big. If you walk in the kitchen, it smells amazing right now. Now, you guys have smelled it before. If you walk into somebody's house that's making chocolate chip cookies, I mean, it's just, it's just a special feeling, right? As they come out of the oven, like, you gotta think that person bought the ingredients and mixed it together or put them on the tray or whatever, and they, and they start, they preheat the oven, they put it in there, and all this thought and time went into, went into these cookies that are made for you. They timed it out relatively right to where they're coming out, right, to get into the home. I mean, it's a, it's a euphoric smell. So you guys all know that smell. And when you, uh, when you walk into that home, you start, you start feeling things, um, emotions are brought up like, uh, like, man, that was thoughtful. And it's, it's welcoming in here, it's, it's warm, it's pleasing, it's soothing. This aroma, this idea of um, people like being around that, that's what happens when the Lord starts altering your life, when he starts coming in and things start changing, people start noticing, they're just like, man, I just want to be around that person. I mean, you've, you've had that person in your life, you know, the, the giant of the faith in your life, where you're just like, I like being around that person because of their life. It, it, it moves me. It moves me. Now, tonight when you came in, if there was a trash can full of, like, compost and, and old banana peels or whatever, if, if there was a trash can right next to those cookies, I would have removed that. I would have taken it out. I said, no, we're trying to do something else. I want people to smell a pleasing aroma when they come in. I would have been willing to take out that trash. The question tonight is, are we willing to take out the trash? Are we willing to take out the trash in our lives that might be harming that aroma? That's a tough question, and I don't know what it is in your life for you. Um, it's different for me, but are we willing to cut out the trash? Um, before you buy a house, there's a, there's, some, there's a couple steps that happen. I don't know how many people in here have bought houses before I bought uh, I bought one. What happens is a, is a bank says, okay, I'll lend you the money to buy this house, but first you need to get the home inspected. And so a home inspector comes out, and they, uh, they start looking at the house, and they say, they say, well, the carpet's dirty, I don't really care about that. Um, the wallpaper's trash, I don't really care about that. But you know what will stop the sale of a house like that? A bad foundation. A bad foundation and the deal is done. The family's not allowed to move in, you're not allowed to go through with the sale, and you gotta start looking for another house because the foundation is not taken care of. And you guys, that's the, that's the point we're trying to make here tonight. That's the point we're gonna try to make here this semester. So you, God wants to establish himself as the foundation of your life. 
He wants things to be good for you. And I promise you, 100%, I promise you, it's not going to be easy. Because 85, 90% of the people on that campus are going to tell you something otherwise. That this isn't important. That these godly standards that we're going to have our relationships with are important. Like the things you do with your money isn't for, the, for God or the church to help you decide. Or the things you do with your time isn't for God or the church to help you decide. 95, I don't know what the percentage is going to be, but it's going to be hard. I promise. Scripture also promises it's going to be worth it. Can we go to the next slide? This is the last verse I'm going to leave you guys with tonight. This comes from um, the letter to the Ephesians. Paul says this in chapter 2. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. I know you're just here for the first night, and you might be filling out this ASD thing, but what we want to be for you this semester is we want to give you the opportunity to lay a foundation to this. Your time here in Las Cruces, we want it to be a time where you get the opportunity to grow in your faith and grow in some of these foundational things for the totality of your life. That's our, that's our heart's cry. That's our heart's cry. And, and, our, and our promise to you that the totality of a life spent with Christ is better than any other option you could come up with. Better than any other option you could come up with. You're going to have to take my word for it for a little bit. From a guy that's just a couple years removed from college, I guarantee the things that I learned in this ministry, the things that I learned in this church, the things that God himself placed in my heart, are going to alter the way I have my family, alter the way I pursue Tesla, alter the way I'm a father. The way I, I, I run a business, the way I lead ministry, he's gonna, it's going to alter that because of the foundation that was laid here. And the best thing, the best news about all of this tonight is no matter how bad things think, no matter what is not pleasing or soothing to the Lord tonight, the thing about grace is it starts tonight. If you're ready, it starts tonight. If the foundation is a little shaky, the amazing thing is we get to start tonight. And so with that being said, I want, the, uh, I want the praise team to come back up here. They're going to lead us in a couple more songs. Myself and the interns are going to be in the back of the room during these next two songs. If you feel like there's an aroma that's not pleasing to the Lord, if there's something in your life that you just, you personally think stinks, let's talk about it. Let's pray about it. And if some of you are to that next step in, their, in your life or in your faith journey where you say, you know what, I need to do this next step with God. Hey, we have some foundational things like like baptism that we need to talk about, okay? Some important things that go along with the faith, okay? So if you're ready for that, we'd love to pray with you in the back there. Again, Agnes for Christ, this church, this ministry, we love college students. We want this to be a place um, where, you found your, where you find your foundation, where you find your hope, where you find your peace. And guys, life is coming, and it's coming so fast. But I know that this group is going to be ready. The foundation starts tonight. We pray for you. Dear Father, this is an influential group of young people, God. This is, this is future wives and future husbands and future mothers and future fathers and politicians and doctors and lawyers. And there's just an amazing group of people in here tonight.
tonight that are going to affect this world one way or another. So I pray tonight that uh, the words of your scripture to say that your son should be the cornerstone, I pray that they'll sink into our hearts. God, this should be something that we take seriously, that we prepare for the totality of our life in you and in you alone. Because there are eternal implications of this life uh, and eternity spent with you. So we're, we're thankful that your son died on the cross so that we could have that gift. 